0: We're in a new month and we're getting to the real pointy end of 2019 of the noughties of this year. What even is this brand new month? How are we in December already? This week and this month, I am going to be talking a lot about reflection because I think now is the perfect time to get reflective and how I think it's going to benefit your 2020. Welcome to Misadventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge, a colour lover who's filling out the grey area that we call life to help you live a more colourful life and help you unlock your mind so that you can be adventurous too. I reckon this time of the year sparks a lot of reflection for a lot of people and I think it's a great thing. I think self-reflection is awesome and there's some really cool studies around self-reflection and how you can be a better person from the inside And that is the name of a book by Paula Bloom, whose theories I'm going to be talking a lot about in this episode. But I really just wanted to share with you my values and why I think it's awesome and important for you to self-reflect. And the way I see you got three awesome benefits when you self-reflect. Number one is strengthening emotional intelligence. So if you are a mindful person and you are able to identify your emotions, I'm sure you've had to reflect at some point as to what those emotions were. So when you self-reflect, you're looking inwards and it helps you build two components to emotional intelligence self-awareness and self-regulation obviously self-awareness is the ability to understand your emotions your strengths your weaknesses the values goals and everything else but also to recognize the behavior when you have those emotions and their impacts of others and self-regulation involves the ability to control or redirect these emotions so you're recognizing the emotions and you're also controlling the emotions and impulses and adapting to changes of circumstances that are going to heighten your emotion. And I think self-reflection builds upon both of these things. Number two is acting with integrity and this is awesome. This is kind of going back to the self-regulation, being able to control your behaviors and being able to stay in control of your own mind and your actions, especially when you are in situations that are heightened. By you becoming self-aware, recognizing your emotions, your strengths, your weaknesses, your values and your goals and everything else, you're able to live a life of integrity to those goals and values and beliefs and emotions. So once you put all this stuff down into paper, it helps you live true to that. For me, I'm the sort of person that I've got to have these values and my emotions and things that I care about and my strengths. They've got to be around me. Otherwise, I forget what they are and they pop up in the weirdest ways. So by self-reflecting, I know what my strengths are. I have them in my affirmations every day. I make sure that they are in my life, part of my daily routine So that I can continue living within my own integrity that I have created for myself because I self-reflect. And my favorite thing is the last awesome benefit of self-reflecting is the fact that you can be more confident. Because once you get clear, it's like working off the foundation. So strengthening your emotional intelligence is the paving of the foundations. Acting with integrity is starting to work from your foundations and being more confident is the awesome result that you have. When you have self-reflected and you've worked from the integrity and your core values and your actions and everything else. I mean, you know, confidence is crucial, right? It's crucial for anything in life. And the more confident you are in something, the easier it becomes, the easier it is to teach, and the easier it is to connect with others whilst doing that thing that you feel super confident in. Because let's face it, if you're a black belt in karate and you know your shit, of course you're going to help others and you're going to speak to others and you're going to joke and you're going to have all these inside understandings with other black belts. From from karate it just comes with the territory and that being said once you do get more confident with something you are building a strength in that situation so it's it's creating this level of understanding around karate that you know and that you go, sweet, this was awesome. And I would bet that the reason you continued to do karate was from self-reflection in realizing that you enjoyed it or realizing that it was a really good use of your time or you loved it as a hobby or things like that. Do you see how it's chasing the joy and and striving for things that make you feel good? And I find that once I self-reflect I tap in to the things that really bring me joy and the things that I love doing so that I can, you know, recognize the strengths that I have in them. I can act with integrity towards my own inner beliefs and values and ultimately become way more confident all from self-reflecting. So I'm going to give you some questions about what you can do and how you can start self-reflecting and this is hands down an exercise moment if you want to self-reflect, I suggest you get a pen and paper out. Hit pause, go grab yourself a pen and paper and write these questions down, especially now that we're coming to the end of the year. I want you to think specifically about your 2019. Okay, so the following questions are, and you know, if you've got your pen handy, awesome. What made this year good And what made this year bad? And if you're anything like me, you're going to be writing this in a colored Sharpie and ready to fill in the questions or the answers in a normal pen. And that's totally cool. Set it out however you think you want to do it. Just do it. So first one is what made this year good? Second one, what made this year bad? Third one, did I achieve everything I set out to? Third one, what surprised me? Was it good? Was it bad? You can even list these things. What did I learn? What did I do well? When did I fail? And what do I want to do or change for next year? And honestly, if you go about writing down the answers to those questions... I guarantee you're going to have a very different outlook and possibly a little bit more of an understanding for the last question, which is what do I want to change or what do I want to do for next year? Because I'm sure some of the bad things you're not going to want to do for next year. But If you didn't achieve everything you set out to, but they're still goals, of course, you're going to want to carry them on into 2020. Do you see how it's all related? But it really is powerful to see those words written down. So as an example, I am going to run through and answer these questions in my situation. So you can get an idea of how to go about writing your answers down to these questions. So for me, what made this year good? Well, wow. The move to New Zealand, starting my own business, meeting my partner, really, really, really taking the leap and putting myself out there and expanding my mind of what I was capable of. That's what made this year good. What made it bad? Starting my year in a job that I wasn't 100% committed to, nor was I feeling like I should have been there and feeling like I was appreciated. And if you want to go back and listen to other episodes of the Misadventurous podcast, you can find out why. But there was a lot of things about my life in Wollongong that made the start of the year pretty bad. Another bad thing that happened to me, but I have learned from it, is getting shafted by the radio station that I moved over here for. The winter here in Auckland was bad. But I look at all these things and I go, Okay, well I learnt a lot about the getting shafted by the radio station. I learnt a lot about winter in New Zealand, namely that Aucklanders can't cope and houses were not built for the ridiculous amount of cold and then I need to rug the hell up ASAP in winter. Basically, the whole thing about me living in Wollongong is if I want to make a change in my life just to bloody make it. It's crazy. Anyway, moving on to did I achieve everything I set out to? No. I had a goal to hit 10,000 unique listens on this very podcast that you're listening to and I didn't achieve it. So, That goal carries on in to this year. And I'd really like to hit it by the end of the year, but I hope and I have a slight feeling that I'm going to hit 10K way sooner than the end of 2020. What surprised me? Well, a whole lot about living in a big city and living in Auckland, leaving radio, a lot of those things surprised me. They were good surprises. They were a mixture of good surprises and bad surprises. One really good surprise was finding a partner in a housemate. I had no idea that it was going to turn out the way that I did when I lived with this person, when I met this person at Easter, but I'm really glad that I did. And I think that's a really good, nice little surprise of my life. What did I learn? God, have how much time have you got for me about what I learned in 2019? Do you know what? I'm going to make an entire podcast episode about what did I learn in 2019 that I might release in a couple of weeks. As an idea of how I've come to this, I just want to lay the reflective groundwork first so that you can get a little bit more of an idea of it so we'll come back to what did i learn in a few episodes time what did i do well well i'd like to think that i picked myself up when tragedy struck me and things didn't work out the way that i thought they were going to yes it was a pretty rough couple of months but i think i have pulled myself out of it and i think i've managed to actually lay some pretty awesome foundations for where I am right now and where I'm heading into 2020. You know, I'm working two jobs and in my prime back when I was striving to be a radio announcer, I was working five. So I am three jobs off of hitting my actual full potential of the amount of things that I can have on my plate because I am well aware of how much I can have on my plate. I just enjoy having a little bit more free time these days and getting tattoos. Another thing I did well was plan a life milestone and that is getting another tattoo. These things are on our bodies for years and I looked at the things that were really important to me and I got a new one it's awesome if you want to see it head on over to tiffany underscore rouge on instagram I absolutely love it I'll talk about that at some point as well another thing to come back to another thing I did well was open myself up to love and I think it's been a while since I have actually felt this way about love and had this kind of love in my life But I'm learning every day with every bit of love that I give, that there is love returned to me in tenfolds. And I think for me, I'm learning to give more than I receive. And that's a huge, huge, huge thing for me because I've always been a taker, not really a giver. But now that I have love in my life and I am learning to give more of it, I'm learning to give more of it without the thought of what I'm going to get in return from it. And for that, I'm actually really, really grateful that I am in the situation that I am right now and that things have happened to me the, the way that they have because I wouldn't be grateful because I wouldn't be experiencing this and I wouldn't be giving so selflessly as much as I have been. Where did I falter? Well, I'm pretty sure you asked my partner if I have faltered and he will probably tell you that I falter every day. I mean, you have to like really force it out of him because he speaks so highly of absolutely everyone and everything. And I really strive to be like that one day. But anyway, where I faltered was probably with my lack of preparedness and the way I handled the whole entire situation of getting shafted. I think that was a real big strike on the blackboard of my life of where I have not done things as well as I probably should have. But that's me getting through life and that's me faltering and that's me getting back up and that's me showing resilience and building a life that brings me joy every single day which I have right now. And what do I want to change for next year, oh my gosh, so so much. I want to change the world for next year. But, you know, in a smaller sense, I want to start a business. I want to continue opening up my business of podcasting and helping Kiwis and small businesses in New Zealand podcast. So if you are a small business owner and you live in in Auckland and you're looking to start a podcast, well, hit your girl up because I could be bringing you studio quality podcast. But that's one thing I want to change next year. I want to change My eating habits. I'm already going 366 days without booze. I'm making lots of changes and I'm looking forward to more of them. So do you see by me answering these questions, I'm talking about lessons that I've learned. I'm making sure that I have the ability to come back to this. I know in about six months time, I'm going to come back to this episode and go, hmm, what was that self-reflection that I did towards the end of 2019? Let me see how I can put this reflection to work now. By asking those questions of yourself, you're creating a timestamp in your life that you can always go back to. It's almost like putting a flag at this point in time in your life when you write it down so that when you come back to it in about a month, two months, two years, 10 years, you can go, wow, I have changed so much And you don't actually have to rely on Facebook memories to give you this because a Facebook memory is going to tell you where you were, going to give you pictures of who you were friends with, but it's not going to remind you of how you felt, the things that you learned and what you want to change. So my suggestion to you is make sure you go ahead and answer these questions. And I'll repeat these questions so you don't have to scroll minutes back, okay? So they are, get your pen handy. What made this year good? What made this year bad? Did I achieve everything I set out to? What surprised me? Was it good or bad? And why? What did I learn? What did I do well? Where did I falter? And what do I want to change for next year? There you go. I hope it helps you reframe the experiences that you've had over the past 12 months. And I hope that it helps you in the new year. Well, that's almost it from me here on Misadventurous. If you dig what you hear and want to keep up to date with every single episode of the Misadventurous podcast, hit subscribe, however you're listening to this right now. And if you want to be even more of a legend and help other wayward adventurers find this path, I'd love it if you head on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Go on, five stars for all that positivity, right? So until next time, and don't forget, it's the small choices that we make every single day that build up to that big change that you're working towards. So stay with it.